0: Looseheads Looseheads podcast.
1: podcast. Hey podcast. you going? I'm Nick White, I uh, play for the Brumbies and the Wallabies and you're listening to the Loose Heads Podcast.
0: Hello Nick, great to have you on the Loose Heads Clubhouse Podcast this week. Quite timely with it being Christmas later this week, we actually have St. Nick White on the podcast this week.
1: <laughs> That's me, St. Nick, very giving.
0: and the first question as always on this podcast comes from our partners at talk club and that question is how are you today out of 10?
1: Mate pretty good pretty pretty good today's right up there nine or ten um had Christmas photos with the family down on the beach um tradition um I'm up in the Hunter Valley uh which is where um I I grew up um I'm with all my family at the moment um so mate it's it's pretty good weather's good Around uh those nearest and dearest, and it's uh, a good time of year. It's Christmas, so very good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, nice. You've got a nice study behind you as well. It looks like a really, really cool setup behind you that you've got.
1: Yeah, in, in my mum and dad's study, um a little bit of a shrine. I'm trying to cover some of the memorabilia <laughs> in the back. Um,
0: <laughs> And the, the, the last guest, Tommy Allen, has left you a question and he's actually asked you two questions this week. So he asked a general question and then he found out that you were on the podcast and he asked a specific question tailored to you. So which one would you like first?
1: I'll go and give me the generic one first. Butter me up.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite holiday destination?
1: Oh, it's tough. Uh, Pre-Kids was New York. Nice. Uh, now I've now got kids, um, Dubai has uh nice. has been
0: a great little stopover nice and the, and the question that was tailored specifically to you um was what product do you use to make your mustache so silky
1: uh there's no product it gets wild <laughs> i've just i've trimmed it for the holidays it probably doesn't look that good um mate there's nothing in it it's uh i'll tell you what that that's the secret the secret is have no care the missus said she didn't like it so i just went ran with it and it's uh Oh, yeah, wow. It's a bit wild, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it can get a little bit ratty and it's a bit out there, and that's when I know I've got to rein it in a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does look a bit, a bit, it rained in a little bit there. It does, it does.
1: It, yeah, it, it got a real, it got a real big trim.
0: I finished the podcast last week by saying you had the best moustache in world rugby, and there will probably be a few disappointed players with that statement, but surely it's you. Yep. But who would be the top three?
1: Oh, big Carl down there at Montpellier now. <laughs> Yeah, um, big or uh He—he's, I think, he's phenomenal. So big and thick. Um, who, else has got, who else has got a uh, great mustache? Oh man, there's a fair few out there. I think. Yeah. See, the thing about mine is it just takes a bit of a, a you know, a, a bit of a distraction, but attention away from the big ears and the, the Larry <laughs> haircut. You know, it bridges the gap between the nose and the top lip. It's all just—it's all smokes and mirrors here, you know. Just <laughs> the mustache going. Maybe they won't look at the legs. Oh, um, that's brilliant. There's some good, there's some good mustaches out there, and some there's certainly plenty of looks in rugby in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there are, there are indeed, and funnily enough, uh, one for the listeners. We've actually been contacted by someone in South Africa this week, and it's about a. A mullet and mustache competition, which will be undertaken by those participating in the Varsity Cup over in South Africa, and we will be—it pr- it will all be promoted under the Lucet's name. So, Nick, we would love to get you involved in rating some of those if you'd be—if uh, you'd be up for it.
1: I'd love to. I, I, I don't know much about mullets, but in the mustache department, I can—I uh, can give you—I can point the finger in uh, the right direction.
0: Amazing. Uh, to be Amazing. fair,
1: anyone who's grown a mustache wins. Like honestly, they're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't win then i've got just this bit of stuff for sure yeah <laughs> yeah talking about uh, mustaches last month was movember i know you do a lot of work with those guys around raising awareness for men's health it was great to see so many people sporting their mustache can you tell us a little bit more about your work with them yeah
1: so obviously movember's been around for um you know, a long time um around um men's health uh, mental health and um yeah i, I think it's really important um yeah, for for a long time for us rugby players in Australia, it's always kind of aligned perfectly for our end of year tour. So it was like, hey boys, jump on board. You know, you would have seen Wallabies uh, teams um, over the last for as many as for as long as I can remember, uh, growing mustaches on the end of year tour. Um, and that, that's always been a really good way to, um, you know, I guess get behind a, a pretty important message that is, um, you, know, uh, you know, it's mental health in men. You know, historically we don't. We don't talk a lot about um, our problems and yeah, look, I've I've had my personal experiences um, in, you know, know, in in my family of, you know, a a young male um, struggling with that. It's not something that discriminates, Um, you know, it doesn't just hit those that um, you think it does. Um, And yeah, it's, uh, it's important that, you know, like we started the podcast that, you know, we talk, we're open. Um, I think, we're in a lot better place now than as a society, um, open to expressing how we feel and talking about it. And for a long time, um, you know, men were seen as it was being weak to speak and, and it's good to now see that um, we're promoting it. And, and this is a really good way and a way in which yeah. I can and, um, get get behind it um, with my moustache as, as much as possible to um, for a bit of a awareness um, more than anything. And, uh, you know, any donations is is welcomed, but it's more around the awareness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No hats off to you. One one funny story actually on the Movember front. I said I spoke to my mate last night, um, who did Movember and I said that I'd mention him on the podcast today. So he went out about well, mid mid November. He went out on a big night out, obviously sporting his mustache. And not even the next day, but the Monday, he woke up and he was so tired that he forgot why he had the mustache and shaved it off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so hang so um, on. He, he had to <laughs> yes
0: yeah, some hangover and he had to go into work the next day uh, or on, on that day and sort of say you know that he shaved his his mustache off he did it with work so um <laughs> they were just taking the mick out of him it was quite funny very funny we took the bit the, we took the piss completely um but you mentioned then that that you've just come back from the northern tour um and you know you, you've had a couple of weeks back with the family how's that been what have you been up to
1: Mate, it's been really good. Um, you know, for us, it's the end of the year. Um, so straight back into some time off, which is well overdue always about this time. Um, landed um, straight into, you know, my amazing wife does such a, a huge job um, with our three boys. And for a lot of the year, I'm, I'm away from them. So first and foremost, give her a break and, and take on the boys as much as I can. Um, and, you know, we've just spent a week down in Melbourne um, as a family a little family holiday and uh, now we're up home like I said up here in the Hunter Valley to, to spend a bit of time so um, yeah look n- not much I'll start ripping into a bit of training um, over Chrissy uh, up until now it's just a little bit of family time um, you know it's uh, as much as the the body needs a rest the the mind needs one as well gotta look after that, that that space as well so um, yeah. yeah it's all been pretty good um, been very relaxing it's been awesome to uh, my boys are at a really good age, four, two, and uh, and eight months. So, you know, they're they they're, they're at a really fun age, and it's it's pretty warm out here at the moment, so we're able to spend plenty of time in, in the pool and do all the fun stuff.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun, and we yeah uh, we caught up with tommy allen last week who's just become a father and he's you know spent a, a long period of time away from from his wife and his and his son and he's actually missed a third of his son's life already and his son started crying when he when he went home because he didn't recognize him and it must be it must be so hard for you guys as international players that spend long periods of away from home
1: yeah it is um you know i uh yeah you, you juggle that decision to have Kids young or to to wait um, because you know yeah. we'll sp- spend a lot of time away and the you know, decision I made because I want to be a young dad and got three young boys and and wouldn't change it but yeah it is is difficult sometimes you come home and you know this last one took um, took my youngest a little while to, to warm up to me uh, again which is um you know to be understand um, you know it's understandable um yeah. you know, and and they you know the eldest is now at an age where he understands when I'm going and doesn't want me to go. I heard him just now actually talk to my mum as she was putting him to bed so I could jump on here, um, that he wants me to change jobs. <laughs> doesn't want me to be a rugby player anymore. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it, no, they're, they're, they're little boys. I don't really know what they're, they're saying. But, yeah, it, it, it pulls on the heartstrings at times and it is tough. It's probably harder on my wife, um, you know, having to kind of solo parent for five months of the year, um, you know, more so than them. But, you know, they, they won't really remember this period um you know it probably hurts me more than it hurts them you know not being able to be there for them and um i you know, miss a fair few milestones but um you know i'm uh, yeah it's uh yeah you know, a decision i was happy to make in terms of being a young dad you know i look forward to you know being able to have a beer with all three of them one day down at the pub yeah. and still be in an age where they don't want to know me
0: <laughs> and you, you're saying it there how grateful you are to the the supportive wives and supportive families the number one fans I guess and, and we spent a little bit of time with Tommy as well talking through that the rugby players you guys obviously appreciate them but you know the the rugby community um, obviously appreciate their support as well how personally for you how do you cope uh, with spending a lot of time away from family obviously FaceTime is a is a beautiful thing but how what, what other things do you, do you do to be able to sort of cope whilst you're away for long periods of time
1: yeah definitely facetime uh is a big one um you know i'll, I'll call um i'll call my wife and boys at, at all times the boys will send me on the phone almost you know on the buses on in between training sessions you know it's not just the the morning and and nighttime calls i'll be on the phone at all times during the day to make sure um there for the you, know, you want to be there for the, the good morning, and the good night, and you want to be there for the good times. But it's just as important that they're able to call dad when, you know, when they're we're having a bit of a moment themselves, um, and they have plenty of them at that age. Yeah, so yeah. to be able to to say, look, just just call me at any time. I'm very lucky. Obviously, it would have been harder for generations before that. Yeah, other ways of coping. You know, I think I think Rugby Australia are really supportive around um, you know giving extra days here and there to, to spend time at home. Um, I've had family in camp with me a bit um, when I can obviously cool. um, you know when there's training camps and things like that they they're happy for the family to come in it's pretty difficult yeah. to for me to fly with three kids but you know like things like uh, end of year tour they're happy for them to come across but you know they didn't just because it's a it's a bit of a logistical nightmare to be honest um but yeah, that sort of support is is unreal and um yeah I, yeah, I feel like we're you know like I said a little bit like with the mental health thing like the we're, we're at a much better place as a society now. I think around that sort of stuff, and I have a good network around me in terms of, you know, my my family and close friends, but also you know the um, organisations. Like I have my boys in at Brumbies a fair bit. Yeah, <laughs> taking them to the training, do recovery with them. They'll, they'll jump in the <laughs> jump in with me. Um, oh boys, I've got to do an extra gym session on the day off. They'll come in and, and they don't mind. So um, they think they run the show. My two oldest boys, they walk <laughs> in just <laughs> out, thinking they think they own the joint. Um, so, look, uh, yeah, like I said, um, very lucky. You've got, got awesome, uh, awesome workplaces.
0: Yeah, and, and I just wanted to talk a little bit as well about one of your teammates and good friends, Michael Hooper, who has been Australia captain for the past seven years. Back in August, obviously, Hooper, he took a, a mental health break from leading Australia. And it was very refreshing to see such a, a big name in the rugby world speaking the truth that he needed a break. And I can imagine the response from the rest of the squad was very supportive but what were those sort of initial first few days after his announcement like in camp
1: yeah i think um i think it was just a little bit of shock to be honest um like i said it it doesn't discriminate um yeah you know and and he's he's a certainly a sort of guy that you wouldn't have you know he, he, in his words he, he hit it pretty well and um you know and for a few of us we were just a little bit like well, did we do enough um yeah, and, yeah. you know, he'll he'll sit there and make sure we, we feel good about ourselves and tell us we did and whatnot. But, you know, you're like you're always going to ask yourself those questions. And and the other side of it, he, he just looked at it, is that, and, and like I said, we're in a better place as, as a society, that it's just an injury. And he just saw it as an injury. You know, you tear your calf, you have six weeks out in your back. Um, you know, you, you do any sort of any other injury. But, you know, and, and when you have, you know, a mindset injury, you just yeah. need a little bit of time. You need to see someone... Be rehabilitated just like any other um, injury in rugby, and, and back and, and mate, he came back in an amazing place. You know, I could see that, you know, his fierce competitive spirit was back. Um, you know in the, you know, I thought it was going to be this little bit of taper to get back to where he was. You know, like he spent a little time away, and bang, first session, he was straight back into it, wow. into the mix, wow. back to himself. You know, and 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 it really is. So yeah, he had that sort of outlook on it. Um, and you know, I think that, and that's where we've got to get to, I guess that. Especially around these guys that play hundred plus tests, play for ten years, and there's a fair few around there that at some stage along the line, guys are going to have these little, um, have potential injuries around you know, the, the mental side of things, and that's all they are. It's not the end. It's not the the end of their careers or the you know the end of them being who they are. It's just to you know take a little bit of time see the important people you need to see um, be rehabilitated and, and get yeah. back out there. And I think he's, like you said, it's so refreshing to see a guy like Hoops be able to yeah. – because that is something he would have thought about for a long time to be able to come out and, and say it. Um, and, yeah, what a, what a brave man, honestly. Um, yeah, He continues to inspire in, in kind of all facets of everything he does. So, um, yeah, that was – yeah, as I said, it was just a little bit of shock those first couple of days around – um, not seeing it coming and, and feeling a little guilty around um you know why didn't we see it coming so
0: yeah no well 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 said i think i i did a bit of reading up about it just before we jumped on the podcast and i i, I read something that uh, Planet Rugby wrote, and I'd just love to for the um, for the listeners read it out. So fans look up to these people as national leaders. We expect them to be omnipresent, flawless, indestructible. We expect them to be strategic masterminds, fe- fearless generals, paternal carers, and cold negotiators. That's what a rugby leader needs to be to be in- uh, to inspire a team, a nation, and the next generation. Hooper has done this for seven years. He's epitomised all of the above, setting the standards for his team. No break, no sabbatical, no long injury layoff. it must be tiring um what that's well put i think uh,
1: yeah hundred percent um that's that's now that um yeah I think that's the important bit right at the end is that he's he's never had a big layoff, he's never had a big break, um yeah, you know, sometimes guys get injuries and and that gives them the the period of time that they need mentally to refresh, and he's never had that he's That's not to say he hasn't been injured. He's just been extremely tough and played through a whole heap. You know, you don't get to that many tests without getting injured a bit. Um, And he is an absolute warrior, and he just needed a little bit of time to – in his words, I could have continued on, but it wouldn't have been to the level that he expected of himself. Yeah. And that's, again, like what – Yeah what an incredible person like hey man a lot of selfish people would go and go you know what? i want to just keep playing tests and keep playing my-. he went no 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 i i i I see myself here and i'm only at the moment not operating as, as best as i could and want to i want to go away fix myself and come back and operate to the ability that i feel like i can do like what a man honestly yeah,
0: yeah. hero hero absolute legend um and you get you, you, you get to share a dressing room with him um very jealous of that but um Talking a little bit about Christmas or as um, you call it, Chrissy, you know, talking a little <laughs> bit about family. We, we, we were talking about that before, but are there any Christmas traditions in the white household?
1: Um, oh, the photos we had just before, as I was saying today, um, all the kids down on the, down on the beach. Um, you know, I get a photo of photo Santa updated each, uh, each year. Seems like updating with a, an, a, a new kid each year <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, I've got four sisters um wow yeah that's one um know, outside of that uh, the tradition is just that we all get together um every year regardless um obviously we've got got spouses on the other side so it rotates each year but we'll have christmas like a week earlier a week after um and make sure we all get together and we'll all come up to 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 mum and dad's place um so you know drop drop whatever you're doing and make sure that you know that's free as a family that's mum's only ask is that we we all get together
0: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's all about being together and, and with your family on Christmas. And some of the um, previous guests have done a few Christmas favourites. So I'd love to ask you three questions. Uh, what's your favourite Christmas film? Santa Claus. Nice, nice, <laughs> you know that? nice. Yeah, I know that one. Good, good film, yeah. good film. Uh, what's your favourite Christmas song?
1: Oh, oh, geez, I don't even know the name of it. And I'm not sure there's no chance I'm singing it. <laughs> There's been a few being played at the moment. Um, I'll get up my Spotify and I'll tell you the name.
0: The Loose Heads Clubhouse podcast is sponsored by two wonderful organisations. Days, non-alcoholic beer, 100% beer, 0% alcohol, brewed in Scotland and B Corp certified. 2% of their sales go towards progressive mental health initiatives. It's beer for doing and great for active people and opening up conversations. They have just launched in Wagamamas and Tesco. It tastes great and they've provided us with a special discount just for you. Enter code Luceds 20 for 20% off at checkout. And 4.5, CBD and vitamin brand created by professional rugby players George Cruz and Dom Day after suffering injuries during their playing careers. They have thousands of athlete customers and are the official wellness partner to Leicester Tigers and Saracens. You can find them in Boots, Next, and Tesco. And exciting news, they have just launched their hydration tablet. They too have provided us with a bespoke discount code. Enter code LH20 for 20% off over at their website, 45.com.
1: All right. I know it now. Then on my Spotify. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, at the moment, Sleigh Ride by the Ronnets. Yeah. The Renettes. That's, yeah, that's bernettes. my
0: favorite song. That's yeah. my favorite. The one so, that goes. Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> yeah. So
1: me, me and the missus, we were, we were going around like, we, we knew no words. We knew kind of like humming that for about a week. and like, we're going to find this song. We're going to find it. And it took us like a week. We've said, look, that's the, that's our Chrissy song for this year. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been belting that.
0: The, the, um, one of the components of this podcast is that we ask each of the guests that come on to partake in a challenge. And I was going to ask you if um, it can be now on the podcast or you can send us a video, but to sing your favourite Christmas song for us to post oh. on our Instagram.
1: <laughs> oh, look. <It's laughs> I feel like nice. you've
0: set yourself up there now.
1: Yeah, I have. And it's, look, maybe on Chrissy Eve and I'm a few beers deep yeah all right all right we'll do it'll that on, we'll do that it'll be on a table and it'll get sent through
0: <laughs> amazing and, and the go. final christmas favorite
1: what's your favorite christmas food uh oh, ham in australia like we yeah obviously i think we do it a little bit differently out here obviously it'll be cold and we'll eat it over um yeah, you know, over 30 degree day and whatnot shaved up and eat it, eat it that way i've, I've had I've had a, a Christmas over there and it is a little bit different and you do it well yeah it's um yeah out here it's obviously a little bit different everything's our uh, cold meats and that but um we'll we'll hammer the the ham and, and I love that like prawns just sit there with a like a kilo of prawns and people will line up for so long down at the um, fisheries to get prawns on on Christmas day like we're talking hours and they'll come back with kilos and kilos of it and just peel the prawns and have cold ham and it's perfect
0: yeah yeah, and you mentioned there, um, obviously, having Christmas in this country. Uh, you spent three years down in Exeter. Um, what was what was that like? What was your experience like of, of England?
1: Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Do not have a bad word to say about Exeter. Like, it was just amazing. I had um, fairly high expectations going across there um, in 2017. Obviously, um, then winning the, the competition and, and hearing a lot, and it exceeded yeah. all my expectations. Um, it was so good. Absolutely loved it from um, the town itself, the people, the club. You know, obviously we had a really good run there for a couple of years. I was there; the boys still doing well. Um, what Rob does down there, and and I got mates for life down there now too that I still talk to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a good part of the world down there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably more more suited to the type of people myself and my wife are like Mel, where um yeah. yeah we're not big city people. Um, from the country in in Australia and you know everyone down in Exeter is just you know it's a bit bit slow living a lot of farmers um, it's it's,
0: yeah. it's a good part of the world yeah it is it is we um we were down there not too long ago in a place called Sidmouth which is not too far away from from Exeter yeah. um, Sidmouth a fantastic rugby club um, right in the heart of the town but yeah they do things differently down there and they love rugby um, that's that's for sure um, what is the what's the perception of the English Premiership? over there in, in Australia?
1: Oh, I think it is it has changed um since I started playing to now. Um certainly when I first started playing it was go up north and yeah you're playing in horrible conditions. It's a whole lot of yeah. um slow rugby, a lot of scrums, mauls, um, whole heap of kicking and not a lot of playing yeah. rugby. And that that's certainly changed a lot. You know, I think there's a whole lot of rugby being played up there. Um, you know, obviously experiencing it myself up there. A lot of afternoon games, a lot of good weather, um, you know, a whole lot of rugby being played, and um, yeah. and you can see that in the way the English English teams played in the last, you know, kind of six to eight years. Um, played some really good footy, and um, yeah, it's uh, the perception's changed big time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and obviously you're a scrum half, and I wanted to ask you a few questions about being a scrum half at the at the highest level. Is it is it all about being the most annoying person on the pitch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to a degree, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're you're at the epicenter of of, of both the forwards and yeah. the backs, right? And um, you know, whilst there's different types of halfbacks out there, which is awesome to see at the moment. You know, yeah. um, you know, you've got you got, um, Antoine at the moment, who's um you know, the best player in the world, and yeah, he's less of a less of an organizer, more of a, a ball runner. Uh, uh, you know, just a, an out and out kind of. Um, physical nine that looks for opportunities and takes them, and then you've got um, you know other nines that are more um, serving of the team. I'd say probably Aaron Smith, you know, and, and, and myself more being the you know, extension of of running the team with the tens, um, you know, being able to control the forward pack, control what, what you know um, where the team's going into um, the backs, and you know, and then you got you know Faf who's different again. He's just a bit of a he's a bit loose and bit out there, um, kind of just a bit of a madman which suits their style as well obviously um a little bit like to in terms of just has to kind of create and look for an opportunity and and exploit it as best they can and you know and and that's the beauty of it but yeah certainly the way i play the game is is, is, as i said there is an extension of of controlling the side and and that comes across as obviously really annoying probably more so to the guys i play with than to 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 reckon, everyone else, yeah. you know, like people watching and, and the opposition, they probably get a little bit annoyed. But I can tell you what the guys I play with, they get super annoyed because I'm in their ear. Really, you know what I mean the whole time. So yeah, you know, I, I think there's an element of that. They know it's um to the betterment of the team, and um you know it's 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 never a, a personal attack or anything like that. um it's just yeah. about um you know driving what we're trying to do as as a team. And um you know some teams have quiet nines and loud tens. Some teams have, you know, quiet tens, loud nines, and, and that's the beauty of it. Like I said, there's there's different types of nines out there, all playing pretty good footy at the moment. Um, Gibson Park, yeah. different again. Um, yeah. you know, th- yeah. that's playing really good footy, you know, pretty a little bit of an unconventional nine, but playing some phenomenal rugby. Yeah. There in that Irish pack that has a really dominant ten.
0: Yeah. I was I was going to say that um, you know, scrum halves. But I guess, I guess, talking about about you, Nick. Everyone, you're someone that everyone on your team loves, but everyone on the opposition hates. But you've just said that even the people on your own team get annoyed oh, think, with you sometimes.
1: No, I, think they, <laughs> I think the boys on my team love me. They just, uh, I'm like that. Like they won't let anyone else bully, but they'll happily bully me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, 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 you know, it's funny. Like there's a perception out there that like I, I get into the opposition, um which is pretty funny because I don't actually really <laughs> say anything, like, personal. I have any banter or anything like that. Like, I'd say I'm yes. just the annoying white noise voice that's like, you know, there's hands on the ball. Like, you know, if they're doing something illegal, I'm constantly saying it. Um, you know, I'm trying to predict which way they're going. I'm hearing what they're saying. You know, like, I know where you're going. You know, they're going down the short side, eyes up. Boys, watch them fold. Like And I feel like it beca- it's, it's bloody annoying to play against because they're like, this guy <laughs> never shuts up. He just never shuts up.
0: Who's the most annoying nine that you've come up against then?
1: Oh, not annoying. So I have respect for maybe, it. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe. maybe man, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I've got an appreciation for it. Like Aaron, Smith, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Smith's very good. Um, you yeah. know, he's, he's unbelievable because it takes a level of fitness to run around for 80 minutes bloody talking and breathing at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, very it's, true. Um, <laughs> and uh mate, mate aaron's oh man I've, I've said this for a long time i think that blokes phenomenal he's been the pinnacle um obviously you got to winning player of the year and whatnot but for mine i think aaron Smith's still by far the best nine um i've seen in a long time and uh yeah he is he, you can hear his voice the whole game yeah, and it's unreal and he's always letting you know where yeah <laughs> why do you know where you're going and, <laughs> and <laughs> vice versa um and mate no he's good he's uh he's smart too so um he's yeah. tough
0: interesting you've mentioned him because i think uh we're taking three weeks break over christmas time but i think he might be our first guest back in the new year so your question at the end of the podcast will be for aaron, aaron smith. smith but obviously talking about Playing international rugby, um, where would you say is the best place you've been, and where's the best place you've played?
1: Um, best place I've been—that's um, a good one. Look, I uh, look, i really enjoyed Japan 2019 World Cup. That was pretty good. And then I, I enjoy going to France. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially the recent one we went there. It was just a—it a, was a good buzz. I think that's going to be a good World Cup next year. Uh, favorite stadiums? Oh, I think. Twickenham's right up there. I enjoy playing at Twickenham. I think it's awesome and like it's hard to go past playing in your own backyard like Suncorp. Yeah. In Brisbane. When uh when we get a, a full crowd there is um that place is it's just right on top of you. It's a good stadium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And talking about big international matches, the biggest of them all potentially Bledisco Cup against uh, New Zealand. And I'd love to ask you about that decision at the end of uh, the the match, which ultimately led to New Zealand winning the rugby championship. Obviously, there was a clip that went up across social media with you having a discussion with the ref at the the end of the match. What, you know, been a bit of time since then. What's your view now? And and now you've had time to reflect on it.
1: Yeah, obviously, um, I think, you know, on... You know, technically could he be right you know, yes he is right um you know i just felt that it's the it was it wasn't the right time to to pull that sort of call out with a minute to go and a Blederslow low cup in such a big game um you know mm-hmm. if you want to pull that out in in championship in the championship um, below the premiership in england just to make a you know make a big deal of it and then show everybody that look we're gonna we're gonna stamp down on this from now on you know you, you'll go through all international teams i think you'll see that um, at one point in time, you know, someone's trying to slow the game down at some point. You know, the, you know, mm. the, literally every every top-tier nation, you know, from South Africa, France, you know, yeah. England, like everyone's done it at some point. Um, like I said, I just felt like that was the wrong time to pull that call out, considering it hasn't been blown or done in as long as I can remember in in how much footy I've, I've played and seen. So... Yeah, look, I, I thought it was the wrong decision, uh, and I stand by that. Like, I think it was the wrong time to pull that one out. Um, I had a I had a beer with Matt too after the the following game. Obviously, yeah. we had him on the the touch the next game, so I waited till after that one. And then in Auckland, um, <laughs> as soon as the game was over, um, and we got we got dusted up over there. And my first thing I did is I walked in, um, gave him a beer, and we had a chat for about ten minutes. So again, that's that's the beauty of rugby, mate. Like, you know. Yeah. He, he, he thinks it was the right thing to do. I, I, I think it was the wrong thing to do. Um, you know, it was – uh, but leaving on the field, like that's, 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 that's it, mate. I, yeah. I'm not going to hold it against anyone. We had a beer. We had a good chat, um, and that's that. So, look, it's – yeah. Like, I don't – yeah, that, that, that's my opinion. And I, I have one. Yeah, so, look, it, it was disappointing because it would have been nice to um, – I felt like we'd kicked that big penalty goal. We'd taken the off. We'd – Given them a chance by going off our feet at that ruck, they got a chance to go to the corner. We stopped them all, yeah. Then we turned them over. It was like we'd given them three chances, and then I felt like we kind of earned the right to um, put that ball into touch and and put it out by stopping New Zealand three times. But then he go, you know when he gave them a fourth chance, and you can't give the All Blacks four chances yeah. in one minute, <laughs> <laughs> as we found out the hard way. Um, and it was a, it was an, it was a really awkward feeling after the game too, like the. Uh, a lot of the all black boys didn't even really feel like they um really won that game. Like it was it was an odd feeling out there. Mm. Yeah, they, you know, they were shaking your hand saying sorry. Like, that's sorry. <laughs>
0: that is, um that is interesting. That is very interesting. And you, it's we have a word for that sort of thing. You know, you, you go in and having a beer afterwards. It, it, it's rugbyness. Um it's true rugby. People who have played rugby or are involved in rugby will understand completely oh. what that word means um but yeah, yeah you, um, you have you have rugbyness um completely
1: oh thanks man but like, that's the thing like I, I play with my heart on my sleeve out there and that's what you mean by people see it as yeah. whatever they want i leave it on the field and the people who i play with and play against know that like i'm i'm a completely different person off it and i'll have a beer with the guy guys and, and i 100 make plenty of mistakes myself and understand that yeah. guys I play with uh, uh, and, and guys I play against are going to make mistakes, and so are the referees like they're going to make mistakes. So you know, hold it against someone. Like honestly, it's a, um, yeah. you know, it, it's it's a game, and you know, it's a game we all love.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, one hundred percent. And a game that we all love is rugby. Um, a game that quite a lot of the people listening to this uh, will not love is football. And um, finally, just before we get on to the final components of this podcast, you met one of my childhood heroes in Steven Gerrard not too long ago. And they say never meet your heroes, but what's he actually like?
1: <laughs> Mate, phenomenal. Like, what an absolute legend. Nice. Um, yeah, couldn't believe it. I was um, He was waiting by – Like we, we knew they were staying in the hotel, but we didn't really cross paths. And I, I saw a couple of guys waiting by the um, the lift, and then I walked past, and then I did a loop back. I looked at him, and then, oh, jeez, and loop back towards Samu Karevi. Um, and, and Scotty C. on, I was like, Boys, do you know who that is? And I like, What? They're, no, I don't, I don't think that too much because like, Stephen Jarrett's over there. I'm waiting days to see this one <laughs> Anyway, I think he could see what I was doing, kind of trying to like pretend not to look at him. And then he's, he's got up, walked over and tapped me on the back. And I've turned around. And I'm like, Oh, hey, God, hey, mate, how are you? And, um, no way. yeah. And he's like, Yeah, I could see it. Kind of, I guess I could see what was going on. I'm like, Mate, I, you know. And he knew we were playing England and we played England on the weekend. And, um, yeah, and he's like, you know, how's your prep going, yada, yada. yada. And, mate, he was awesome. He full gave, like, wasn't the type of guy that was just like, take a photo, beat it. Like, he was um, telling us all about their training and um, wanted to know about our prep for for England and all that sort of stuff. And so down to earth, like, um, and, yeah, the fact he gave us the time of day. What
0: a legend. Yeah. They say never meet your heroes, but I would love to meet my hero, Stephen Gerrard. And uh, yeah. that that just shows what sort of bloke he is. So yeah, hopefully I do meet him one day. Um, coming on to the final couple of components of this podcast. So first, firstly, this part of the podcast is called the Pensive Pre-Pod Poo Ponder. And it's sponsored by Sam James, who plays for Sale Sharks, who has his best thoughts on the toilet. And his question or his ponder this week for you, Nick, is do you yawn in your sleep?
1: Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. I would assume I do. <laughs> do
0: you know what? I actually Googled it before and um it's it's not common, but there have been records of uh, it has been documented that people have yawned in their sleep. There you go. <laughs> be done. So you got it right. There you go. Be done. Usually it's just a ponder where it's not really there's not really an answer to it, but um yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's an answer to this one. The final part of this podcast, obviously you answered Tommy Allen's uh, question right at the top of the podcast. What is your question for the start of the podcast with our next guest? And we think that might be Aaron Smith.
1: Oh, jeez. So I was going to ask something around like the, the World Cup next year and or um, something like that. Winners predicting it, but I won't do that. I won't do that. So. <laughs> he'll, just say, he'll just say, he'll yeah. oh, oh, just say us. He'll just say us. Oh yeah. All blocks. I won't do that. Um, i actually... Um,
0: it could be a, a Scrum Half related I was going to say, yeah, question.
1: curious of he's training. Um, so he's, oh, yeah, here we go, look. Like, um, so he's pretty open about, um, you know, a lot of the stuff he does around, you know, his passing and his um, training and whatnot. Does he have any secrets to his game he's not willing to put out there because he's put a lot out there i think that i I admire him for that like a lot around um the finer skills around um our game um and he's very open about it but yeah i wonder if he's got a couple up his sleeve that he's just you know what nah i'm not going to give that one away
0: I like that. I like that. You're being very tactical with your question. I like that. And I'll I'll be listening
1: in, Aaron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And that will be in three weeks' time as we're taking a Christmas and New Year break with a couple of changes to the podcast for the new year. But Nick, thank you for coming on today for a chat. Have a wonderful Chrissy with the with the family. Hopefully we'll get round to meeting up next year because I know we were supposed to meet up in Cardiff, which which didn't happen. But thank you for coming on and, and hopefully chat soon.
1: Uh, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Hopefully get the chance to catch up and uh, do something in the future. But um, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Brilliant. Cheers, Nick. Right, we've got another question. Um, yep. So we've just uh, ended the podcast and we were just having a little bit of a chat. And actually Nick has asked another question for aaron so nick take it away
1: yeah so i'm pretty sure aaron is pretty sharp with the um with the clippers um and he may or may not do his own hair that's my first question two-part question um do you do your own hair aaron because you've always got a sharp sharp do for game day and if you do do your own hair would you be open to maybe doing my hair next time we play because <laughs> you do always have a sharp do and i do look do like to look sharp so could you help a brother out? Pre-game. <laughs> Do oh, you know what I'm
0: no. gonna clip this up and put it across social media? That's brilliant.
1: Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Lucy Podcast. Lucy Podcast. Looseheads podcast. Looseheads podcast.